Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are the ladies of Spark My Interest. All right, Diana is going to kick us off. Are you laughing, Jesse? <laughs> yes, sorry. <laughs> Deborah is hysterical. Jesse, you never swear, and I just bring so much joy to my life. <laughs> Diana, that was so funny. Because <laughs> we're going to start season two. You're a grand old flag. You're a high-flying flag. And forever in peace may you wave. You're the ember of the land I love. The home of the free and the brave. Yay! <laughs> That's what we're talking about today. Not the whole episode, but we're going to talk about it a little bit today because it's America's birthday Yeah, episode. what are your plans? What are you going to do? It's the 4th of July. It's coming up, you it's guys. Like Stays away. It's my favorite holiday because who doesn't love just like backyard barbecuing, fireworks? It's super chill. You don't have to really prepare anything. It's the holiday of slackers, and it is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not a slacker. I'm a planner. I love to plan things, but I freaking love this holiday probably because it's the summer. I love July. I know I've mentioned it a few episodes back. I freaking love July so much. So this is my time. My wedding anniversary is in here as well. And yet I can't plan anything. I can't plan. Well, you just brought it down. We were all excited about a holiday. And now you're like, we got nothing to do. We're the land of coronavirus right now, though. We are. But we all dressed up. We did dress up. We themed it red, white and blue, baby. You know, Baseball season's not going on, so I can wear the red. There so I'm go. wearing red, Deborah's in white, and Jesse's yeah. in blue. Yeah. Sorry, I was just making job. sure that Grand Old Flag was in the public domain. It is. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> ah, and nice. that's what it means to be an American. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever the plans are, it should be good, because if you are working, you hopefully can get at least a day off out of it. Yeah. And if you aren't, then at least you get some pretty fireworks at the end. There you go. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't love that? Yeah. Although I'm getting sick of my ring app. It really starts about late May, mm-hmm. mid-May, honestly. Maybe people just had more time on their hands at this point. But it's like fireworks, fireworks, fireworks. And people are always like, gunshots or fireworks on the ring app. Yeah. I'm always like, why? Like, you know, it's fireworks. Why even ask the question? And the I, I know I shouldn't laugh because it's so rude, but eventually like there's so many of those that you go through the comments and there's always some jerk that's like they're fireworks dumbass yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he says at least he says what everyone's thinking it's literally it's like true. it was fireworks yesterday mm-hmm. it was fireworks the day before it's fireworks today it's gonna be fireworks tomorrow mm-hmm. i hope so. there's i mean I, do you there'll know be fireworks there'll be fireworks i hope so I what, what publicly will. where Probably People in the street are going to be lighting fireworks. Yes. Yeah. They'll be airing things from last year. Hey, remember 2019? 
<laughs> These look pretty good. Yeah, there's some good fireworks displays on YouTube. There are yeah, really there good. Are. Or, or great mishaps as well. Strange we things really... you discover while having toddlers. <laughs> fireworks yes, displays, hot air like, balloon ooh. time lapses. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we normally throw a party or we're in the Midwest, you know, with our fans. Last year we were in the Midwest for my parents' were. 50th wedding anniversary and it was great. Think fondly of it because it's going to be it a lot happening. more mellow <laughs> this year. It ain't happening. <laughs> but this still year. a holiday worth nonetheless. Yeah. Yep. If you are listening to us for the first time, we are the ladies of Spark My Interest. My name is Diana. I'm Deborah. I'm Jesse. And every week we go out, we grab an article that we find interesting, and then we share it with one another. And at the end of the episode, we vote to see who had the best article, the most intriguing, the most interesting, the most attention worthy. Yes. And then that person gets to gloat about it the rest of the week. Your hair is on point, Diana. It looks, it's looking good. <laughs> looks real good. Is it really looking good? Looks real good. <laughs> this is called I Worked Out. It was pulled up. And then I was like, oh, shit, I got to go do a podcast. So, so let's sweat take it down. <laughs> is what we've learned. Sweat is sweat really is good. Sweat is a really good moose. Yeah. Yeah. But thank you, Jesse. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so I think we mentioned it. We've been mentioning it for a while because we're ridiculous and we haven't done a listener special in a while so we're gonna do a listener so that's special. what it is it's a ding 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 so that's <laughs> a listener special yeah so we're kind of all over the board and honestly i there were some really good ones that were sent in mm-hmm. and so i have one that i'm like i don't know so i'm gonna have to yeah. choose does, does anyone have one that they're just like i'm ready to share yeah I've got yeah one yeah okay. I mean, okay i think we're gonna have to you know we'll have to do more than one listener special to get to all the good ones yeah. yes yeah yes mm-hmm. so jesse you have one that you want to share yeah, this article comes from uh, Melissa in Arlington, and okay. I found it really interesting because it's actually pretty recent. This is from LiveScience.com, and it's by Tom Metcalf, and it was from March 3rd, 2020. And it's, uh, Titanic's iconic telegraph voice may be recovered, but some say the salvager is a greedy treasure hunter. Okay, so there's this oceanographer named David Gallo, and he is from the company RMS Titanic Inc., which is the court approved, like the only court approved salvager of the shipwreck. But I guess in like 2000, they said they don't want anybody taking any more stuff from the Titanic. It's it's sort of like this protected mm. site. So he had to yeah. pre- create this proposal and he wants to go in and recover the uh, the wireless telegraph machine from the uh, Titanic's Marconi room. They called it the Marconi room because Marconi, Marconi invented the wireless telegraph. But apparently there's some sort of record on this machine that actually could hold all of the transmissions sent out from the Titanic, whether they were received or not. Mm -hmm. So this guy wants to go in with a robot and cut this machine out of there, carefully remove it and see if they can recover any messages from this thing. And so there's this whole back. Man, I I mean, it's like it's amazing. And then at the same time, it's like, what are you going to hear? You yeah, know, it's not like going to be good news. Messages are there gonna be? Yeah. Um, but I guess because there's been so much fascination in museums with things recovered from the Titanic, they feel like it. they could eventually make their money back. But it's going to cost them like between five and ten million dollars to go in there and do this. And a lot of people are up in arms how it's like they're saying like, oh, it's a it's basically a watery grave. You shouldn't disrupt it. And the reality is nobody's found any bodies in there. Like all the bodies were in the sea by the time people died. Mm-hmm. So it's that's not really a true argument. So I'm sort of like on the fence of whether or not I think this should happen. I'm personally fascinated by the idea. Like if, if yeah. you went and did that, I'd be like, sure, okay. You know, because mm-hmm. their their concern is that it's crumbling and eventually it's just going to turn to dust. So why not yeah. recover the things yeah. you can recover yeah. while you still can? So I'm kind of for it. 
Oh, I'm totally for it. I just want to know if they can actually recover stuff from there because I'm just kind of more interested in the technology itself if it's recoverable. There may be some information that people didn't know about what happened. Yeah, 100%. I think there probably are a few bodies in there, though. There were some people that didn't get out. Yeah, but I guess because they're organic material, it could, could have yeah, dissolved. dissolved over time or just you know, been eaten Wouldn't by it? I would think life. it would all be gone. Well, that's the problem is it's so rusted and so crumbly. They don't want you to go in and touch it because it'll turn to dust anyway if you push it too hard, you know. But I guess there's this machine in there that may still be How close is it to the United States? How far did it make it? I don't remember. I would say it was about, you know, three quarters of the way across the Atlantic to mm-hmm. New York. So they were approaching North America pretty fast. Like if you look yeah. at the map, you can see sort of like where Halifax is and that I other dot it. below it's New York City. So they're about, mm-hmm. about three quarters of the way there. Ugh. Well, that is, that's super interesting and I'm all for it yeah. because you're right. Eventually it's going to be nothing. Yeah. It is kind of like this piece of history that's just sitting there and it's not going to be there forever. So it's like, well, I guess do what you got to do to try to Gather what you can to learn as much as you possibly can about this horrifying tragedy. Mm -hmm. And there's a little bit of an update um, here on the Washington Post. I see that uh, it says the government moves to block the removal of the telegraph from the Titanic. So it looks like there's some fight going on back and forth about getting this proposal through. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Keep us posted. Yeah. Google alerts. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so thank you to uh, Melissa in Arlington for that story. That was good. Yes, yeah, thank you nice. very much. So if you guys don't mind, I'd like to go next. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. It, it is our listener special. This just happens to be a repeat listener. It's my dad. <laughs> Man. Give it up He's for some, dad. He gets some good ones. He does. He has some really good ones. I remember the last one. The last one was the camel. The camel The bu- jumpers. Yeah, by the camel What do we call that? To, yeah. To, oh, he my sat God. On him. This was not similar, but similar in humor, I guess you could say. Does involve the uh, male genitalia. <laughs> I'm seeing a theme here. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what that says about our dad. <laughs> he likes some funny stuff here because the article he found was actually from March 17th, 2020. It was written by Rachel Brooks. It was called World's Dumbest Criminals. And it just like kind of goes through like a bunch of dumb things that people have done. So I started there. But this, I went to the Huffington Post and I found it was reported in November of 17. It actually happened on Halloween of 2017. It was by what, what? David Moy. Oh, oh my God. Cue the music. Cue the music. There it is. Yes, our buddy David Moy. And then um, I went to another one as well from CBS Chicago because this took place in one of my favorite cities, Chicago, Illinois. Nice. No author listed, but it was with CBS Chicago 2 News. So around 6 a.m. on Halloween 2017, a man named Tyrion Pouncey went up to the Maxwell Street Express, which is a Chicago dog, like hot dog stand. Mm -hmm. And basically was like, give me all your money. He held a gun. He had like this 38 caliber pistol and was like, I I need, I want your money. I want your wallets. There were two employees there. And so he held the gun to one of the employees and that employee was holding like a a really big grease bucket at the time and so he's like like you do you know (laughs) yeah you know when you're working in the in the food industry yes Mm -hmm. so he was holding that and so it was in his hands and so he called to his other colleague and was like like you need to get the money out of the register and so he takes their wallets and he takes the the cash that was in the register and 
in that process, the grease bucket fell like it tipped and all these dollar bills went flying. And so it was like slippery. And so the this Tarian is on the ground, like grabbing these dollars and like went to readjust his 38 caliber and shot himself in the penis. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. man. So he slipped yeah. on the grease or and shot himself in the dick. Oh, oh wow. my God. That's a horrifying reality. Dad, why did you send us this? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So he then runs out of the little restaurant express. How does express. he even run? Well, he didn't get far. Uh, he the one of the gentlemen tried to, like, attack him on his way out. But I don't know what happened there. But he did not succeed. And the guy continued to run off. I think it must have just been a lot of adrenaline. <laughs> And so he still had their wallets and he still had the cash, but he ended up collapsing on the doorstep of a nearby house and because oh, he was in so much pain and yeah. then was put, uh, put in the hospital and then was immediately arrested. <laughs> After that, he got two counts of aggravated robbery and he, he's definitely got in trouble for it. He so was the guy, not released from the hospital. Kind of like three counts of aggravated robbery. <laughs> he robbed yeah. himself of his penis. Yeah. yeah. So again, it was like listed dumbest criminals out there. This was on the list. Quite entertaining to me. It's short, but man, it was, uh, yes, you're it telling him, huh? <laughs> yeah. It was a gym. I really thought I was like, man, you go to rob somebody and then you end up shooting yourself Your in the dick. Own, oh my yeah. gosh. That, that, Right there, you you shoot yourself in your privates, and then you go for the run. You get caught, you're arrested. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a bad day. Had <laughs> <laughs> a bad day. Well, on that note, uh, <laughs> it is a listener special, and there was two that I really I had a hard time picking between. So I need you to pick. Basically, okay. I have an article. The other one some other time. Okay, I have two. They're very different. One is about concrete on the moon and the other is more true crime you know five children going missing you know which one i'm gonna vote i think for. you're gonna have mm-hmm. to split this vote deborah <laughs> <laughs> okay so i think i lean towards the the kids missing is what i'm gonna okay. go for but we'll we'll cut we'll do the moon but concrete on the moon i want to hear about in the next listener special for sure okay this is an article that's coming from a listener named rachel she is in a place called Bowling Green, Kentucky? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd never heard of Does Bowling she know Green. John? I <laughs> uh, know. We should write her and ask, where is John in Kentucky? Because we still haven't heard from him. John, mm. we're still looking for yeah, you. Yeah, we're still looking for John. I've I've been to Bowling Green, guys. I have been there. It's a nice town. You've been to Bowling Green? Yeah. My sister went to school there for a year. Oh, no way. That's so funny. In, uh, Western Kentucky University. Okay, it's so it's, it's a, it must be a bigger town then. It just... Has a name that sounded more small town to me, but I must mm. be wrong. It's, it's decent size. Okay. Well, cool. Yeah. So Rachel sent this over. It's probably more geared more towards Diana. You know, she had said, um, I know that you love true crime. So. Oh, man. I should have probably, probably done this Diana. One. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to try to do it justice. So okay. this is an article coming from thoughtcatalog.com. And it was written by Emily Madriga. And it was updated on May 12th, 2020. This is about the Sauter family. This took place in 1945. Okay. And it's on Christmas Eve in 1945. There is a couple. Their names are George and Jenny Sauter. They had 10 kids at the time that this took place. They had nine of them living at home. Their oldest was a a boy named Joe, and he was a soldier in World War II. So Mm -hmm. nine of them 
11 people in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, this took place on Christmas Eve. A little bit of background. They were Italian immigrants. And George was known to be very vocal about his opposition for Italian dictator Benito Mussolini. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people agreed with him, but they wouldn't say anything. And then there was a other group of kind of like that Italian mob that were very not okay with him talking badly about the dictator. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So anyway, on Christmas Eve, they go to bed that... Uh, and a lot of like Italian families, a lot of Catholic families, you'll do a gift on Christmas Eve. And so all all the kids had gotten something and they were really excited about it. And so if they ever wanted to have like a special treat, they could kind of hang out in the attic and, you know, hang out, play games, whatever it may be. So they were all really up there for a while. Some of them went down later to go to bed and wait for Santa and whatever. But some of them were staying upstairs in the attic to kind of just play with their new toys. Mm -hmm. And so not everybody was in their beds like normal. So at 1230, Jenny gets a phone call, like the house phone rings, and it's a woman. And she basically asks for a name that she had never heard of. And she doesn't recall, but it was just like a name like, oh, is this person here? And Jenny was like, uh, no, you have the wrong number. Like that's not anybody who lives here. And it's 1230 at night on Christmas Eve. So it's kind of weird. She can hear laughing and she can hear like the clinking of glasses in the background. So no big deal. Wrong number. People are drinking, whatever. They hang up. She goes back to bed at 1 a.m. She wakes up again and she feels like she can hear. She heard like a loud thump hit the roof and then like something roll down. Oh, okay. Now to me, if I heard something like that, I would be like, Josh. Get up. No, yeah. you'd, or as a kid, you'd think Santa. For sure. Yeah. But as an adult woman, you know, you you would be like, what the hell was that? But she falls back asleep. But she recalls it later being interviewed like, I heard this. At 1.30, she wakes up again. So 30 minutes after she heard the thump. And she can smell smoke. So she's like, mm-hmm. okay, something's up. So she gets up and the office area in their house is on fire. So that's where their like fuse box and everything was located. So mm-hmm. she's like, oh my God, like the house is on fire. They're running around. They're trying to grab their kids. They have four of their kids that were in the bedrooms. They get all of them out. But there are five kids that were still in the attic. And so they're like, oh my God, this is horrible. They're running their kids out, whatever. And at this point, the fire is so bad, they know they can't go back into the house. So George is like, I know the ladder. There was always a ladder on the side of their house that they could put up and it would have reached the attic. Mm -hmm. So he runs at the side of the house and the ladder is gone. Just out of nowhere. The ladder is not there. So they're like, oh my God, they're freaking out. They've called the police. They've called the fire trucks, everything. They're trying to get people there. And so in the meantime, they're like, how do we get in the house? Like, how do we get up there? They're yelling everybody's names. They're like, go get your truck. Get your truck and pull it up next to the house. We can stand on that and we can get into the attic. Well, the truck doesn't work. It's never not, it's never had any problems before, but the truck will not work. So the mob's and so in they on can't. It. So they can't mm-hmm. get this truck over there. House burns down completely. I mean, it is nothing but ash. So the next morning, you know, obviously it's terrible. The firefighters are there. They're going through everything and they do not find any bodies and they do not find any bones. So it's as if nobody has died. Weird. So they're like, you got everybody out. They're like, no, we had five other kids in there. And they're like, (laughs) nope, you do not have five other kids because there's no evidence that there was anybody else in the house. They're like, well, then they burned to ash. 
They're like, no, they didn't burn to ash because the house burned down so quickly. And again, like from my cinder woman mm-hmm. um, yeah. episode, we learned that you have to be like 3,500 degrees for a span of like four hours or something to burn through bone. Yeah. Um, this was not it. Um, so long story short, they're consumed with it. What actually happened? Who was it that called? What was that sound that she heard? Where are their There's kids? There's all these... Yeah, where are their kids? Who did this to them? So there's a lot of different theories about what happened. But the most prominent ones really are that there was apparently a couple weeks prior, a traveling insurance man came by to their house and was really kind of like, you got to do this, you got to do this. And they listened to them. And George was like, cool, but no thanks. And the guy was like, really like, no, no, you got to do it. You got to do it. And finally, George was like, no, like we're not doing it. Like you need to leave. And he took great offense to it. And so this traveling salesman, according to George, he said, all right, well, your house will go up in smoke and your children will be destroyed. So that's like a direct quote from this guy. So they're like, that guy's suspicious. (laughs) Exactly. But they don't know who he is. Nobody like really now knows that you put it anything that way, about him. I'll take five. Yeah. So there, the George has been like, oh my gosh, maybe he, this guy has something to do with it. There are other accounts where they, other people have said, oh, that night or two days later, they saw these five kids with another Italian couple just posing as the parents apparently. But they're like, we recognize the kids. Like those have to be your kids. Um, so they're like, oh, maybe it was like a childless couple or whatever. And they stole them. I think that's a little far-fetched. And the other one is that the Sicilian mafia was involved and wanted yeah. to just teach him a lesson about running their mouths about Mussolini. And they're just never going to see the, their bodies. Yeah. Then in 1967, Jenny received a photo in the mail. When did the fire happen? 1945. Okay. Yeah. So 22 years later. Oh, wow. She received um, a photo in the mail of a man resembling one of her kids, Louis. And on the back of the photo, it read, Louis Sauter, I love brother Frankie, little boys. And then it has, it says, A90132 or 35. That's all it says? Yeah. So they don't know who sent it or why. But it looks like her son it looks like, having grown up? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they believe that they could be alive. Other people believe that they died. But yeah, it is still, it remains an open case. It's doubtful that it's ever going to be solved. Mm. Yeah. So that is the Sauter family. Um, So thank you, Rachel, from Bowling Green, Kentucky. If you know John, you know where he should hit us up for sure. (laughs) (laughs) We want to hear from him. Um, But yeah, so thank you for sending that article. We had three really good articles from our listeners. So Yeah, we did. Great listener special. You had Melissa yeah, I wasn't Arlington uh, sent the one about wireless telegraph machine that that oceanographer wants up. to get off yeah. the Titanic. Okay, yeah. And then Diana, you had one from our dad about the guy shooting his dick off. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had one from Rachel in Bowling Green, Kentucky about the Sauter family mystery. I mean, my vote has to go for Sauter family because it's just like, I want to know more answers. Right up your alley, yeah. Yeah, it, it's right up my alley as I well. Like, I mean, yeah, I, it's definitely the most mysterious because mm-hmm. I think we kind of know what's on that wireless telegraph. <laughs> you know, that's true. So, I mean, all of them are really good. Yeah, um, they're all interesting. The penis shot is like, oh god, I can't. It's, <laughs> it's just more, it's too it's more uh, disturbing, and I think and funny, but yeah, 
It's ridiculous, yeah. Yeah, but then I'm like, oh, Titanic. It's interesting, but to your point, yeah, I do think we probably aren't going to uncover too much we didn't already know. Right. And then the Sauter family, it's just so messed up. Yeah. All five of them, no bodies. Okay, I'm true a little, crime I, wins this time. <laughs> true crime wins, yeah. Another thing that was interesting in the article is that they constantly were trying to find things over and over again. And at one point they found like two vertebrae, but they were like, this was from an adult male and it was not somebody who was exposed to fire. So I'm like, what's that? Yeah. There's just too much messed up stuff that went on in that scenario. Really interesting. And there's so many different things you can find on them. Um, but yeah, this article was was pretty well done. You you know, you had said that there was an update on this because it came out uh, earlier this year. But man, I wish we had a, a better update than just. Oh, me too. <laughs> yeah, they didn't really we don't know. find anything. It's like, and it's still unsolved. Mm, so yeah. I guess some things are just never meant to be solved. Yeah. I like mean, the article that was sent, they had like a reward of $5,000 at the time, which would have been big money, mm-hmm. you know, for any information. And it was like, what is their fate? Kidnapped, murdered, or are they still alive? $5,000 reward. And it has like all of their pictures and their names and ages. Jeez. Yeah. Definitely an Such argument for security cameras. Yeah. Well, back in 1945. Yeah. I guess well, awful. Deborah, how did they get a hold of us? Yes. If you would like to be part of I think we're going to have another listener special because we've got a yeah. lot coming down the pipe. But we, we love hearing from you. Please keep sending us things. Um, our The best way is honestly through our social media. If you go through our Twitter, you can find us at interest underscore spark. Go ahead and send us a direct message if you have an article for us or you can reach us at our Gmail. That is spark my interest podcast at gmail.com. Or you can reach us at our Instagram or Facebook. That is Spark My Interest Podcast. We would absolutely adore to hear from you. It makes us extremely happy. It is the it is the sugar in Jesse's tea, right? The honey. <laughs> yeah. the honey in Jesse's tea. Yeah, we haven't said that in a while. Mm-hmm. I know. That was supposed to be our little catchphrase that's of season so two. So season one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's great. So please go ahead and keep sending everything. And if you can, if you haven't already, please leave us a rate and review. Apple Podcasts is where we are really focused. But if you can go on Spotify, Podchaser, anywhere you can leave a review, we would absolutely appreciate those five stars from you. Additionally, we are looking for burning questions. You know, we are the podcast of sparking interest. We want to know what makes you tick. What do you want to know? Be it about the podcast, be it about a story we had, be it about us personally. We want to hear from you. So go ahead, send it to our Gmail, reach out to us on Twitter. I'm asking about this on Twitter as well. So direct message us anything you want to hear about. And we are going to try our best to answer those burning questions. Yeah, I'm excited to see what we get. We're uh, anxious to take a look. But until then, get sparked. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.